here we are. Welcome. We're talking about coaching. Uh, our first question today um, is, I think this was a conversation that I've had with him, um, but I don't think it was an official question that was submitted. Uh, so I'll leave, it, I'll leave it anonymous for the time, just uh, because his name is quite recognizable. Um, He asked, uh, how can I make best use of accountability in coaching? Uh, for example, uh, my client is, isn't doing their homework and I'm unsure how to respond to it. Um, should I keep checking in, even if they're not taking any action? I fear I just make them feel bad and they won't come back at all. So there were a few situations uh, where that particular coach, um, um, they agreed on homework with their client but then the client didn't take any action and then the client didn't book in the next session anymore. Or, you know, there was, there was something there that lots of assumptions about, Oh, maybe, maybe it's because there was too much accountability and, you know, now they feel guilty that they haven't done the work and they don't want to face the coach, you know, who is in this case, the accountability partner. And so sometimes a relationship has broken down or the coaching has stopped even um, and the assumption was that that was because of too much accountability. Mm. So I've, I've heard from a variety of coaches that that sometimes happens. Um, you know, working with accountability has some advantages and some pitfalls. It's very something very powerful initially, but we have to be quite careful how we work with it. Because as soon as the accountability drops out, people will either stop taking action um, Or, or it leads to something that happened to this particular coach. Um, initially, I worked with accountability very little because I didn't want to. I wanted this to come from the client and I wanted to get the client to a point where they take action because they want to and they feel compelled. Um, but over time and you know, trying out experimenting with some of this stuff with some clients and also uh, working with my coaches and one of my coaches has worked with very strongly with accountability. And I realized firsthand, it moves a lot of things very, very quickly. You know? And if the coach is skillful working with accountability or first uh, working with it quite a lot, you know, I'm checking in every day with you, whether you have done this thing. For me, it was like building a morning routine, for example. Um, and then step-by-step step, removing Mm -hmm. uh, the coach, like removing yourself from this accountability process as soon as the morning routine or exercise or whatever it is that you're using the accountability for to establish, as soon as that uh, builds this internal feedback loop of getting, you know, feeling really good about it because you started exercising and then you kind of keep it going, not needing the accountability partner, but you do it because you get really good feedback from actually doing the exercise or building the new habit. Um, On that particular occasion, unfortunately, the coach didn't quite remove themselves skillfully, and I just stopped doing the morning routine immediately after I stopped the coaching. But <laughs> you know, that's another story. Um, but I think we can learn from all of these things. So yeah, let's, I mean, very long kind of preamble to the question, but like, how, how do we work best with accountability? It's interesting. I mean, um, I guess one thing I've started doing in particular is actually contracting with my clients at the beginning of the relationship, just kind of almost in a coaching fashion saying, you know, what do you think about homework? Is that something you're interested in doing? If they say they do want to do homework, then I will think of some homework for them. And I actually bring it into the coaching session kind of, you know, how would you like me to interact with you around this homework? Would you like me to like check in with you, follow up with you? Would you rather do it independently? If you do do it and, or rather if you don't do it, 
how would you like me to respond to you? So I kind of very much put it in their hands and draw on their personal wisdom to guide me how they would like me to interact. I would say I also bring in a little bit of case by case judgment of kind of perhaps what I think will best support the client, mm -hmm. but I will also kind of engage with that self-reflectively or reflecting with them kind of, you know, I, I thought I would get in contact with you. Please let me know if you don't find that helpful, you know, so kind of just kind of checking in with them actually as, as part of that process and learning about them and, and helping them kind of consider themselves too. What it's led me to ultimately though with one client is also this consideration of, of intrinsic motivation versus kind of external motivation coming from accountability to another. So I do say that, you know, or something I have started saying is kind of, you know, whilst at the beginning, I think this relationship can be really helpful and, and support you with accountability. Ultimately, I think what we each, what we all strive for is kind of intrinsic motivation. So how can we kind of shift from you relying on me to you relying on yourself? with this project, with being motivated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a cool topic and we can look at it from a coach perspective and also from a client perspective. So for me personally, as a, as a client, you know, um, I, I like, I like a little bit of an, I like, I like a little bit of accountability there. Right. Mm -hmm. So for example, what's really been useful for me is where my coach had an Excel file with audios and videos and books and he said hey you know and he again like you said he contracted very clearly on the beginning of the work together right like this is part of the work we do these are not just some things that i'm going to throw at you you know are you willing to to do them you know and if you if you if you say yes then you know keeping your word there is going to be very important so he was very clearly agreed on that and for me partly um, for me so it was very useful actually to dive in a bit deeper but then there was times where i get busy right so that's been really useful for me as a coach to see how i went through that as a client mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so, so it's, yeah so it's contracted in the beginning it's like weaved into your process already so when the coach comes in and says you know this is what i'm expecting from you you know, there, there will always be an agreement in the beginning when coach and client start working together or before they like officially go on their worked, uh, working journey together, you know, in that consultation or in that pre-coaching uh, pre um, phone call or whatever that your process might be. What can I expect from you and what can you expect from me? And when you come to that agreement quite clearly, whatever that may be, then there is a sense of accountability to each other. And uh, we can highlight that and underline it and make it very clear that, look, I'm only going to work with you if, you if you do these things. Whether that is you need to show up on time or you need to let me know whether you cancel a session 24 hours in advance or whether it is I'm going to give you homework and that's my decision what homework I give you and you do it. You know, are you willing to work with me under those conditions? You know, that's not my style, but I know some coaches work like that with great success. Mm -hmm. So I think whatever it is, you're already agreeing and you're already working with accountability just because you agree to work together. Mm -hmm. And what you agree on, what you feel accountable for, that's a matter of, of each individual coach-client relationship, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think what's really important is, is how we do it, right? I read this distinction in the book, it's called game versus shame, right? You know, so if we shame someone, it's almost like, you know, you go from being two adults, you go into 
one being a parent and one being a, like a child, right? And, and the client comes to the session and feels like, you know, they feel the shame. They feel like they're getting told off. Mm -hmm. I think that doesn't really serve the relationship. Mm -hmm. So and so when I do this, I want to make it fun, right? And just create a lot of transparency. Like create a safe space where people can just say, because often what happens is, you know, I mean, in, and I've really experienced this as a client where I say, yeah, yeah, I will do it. But inside I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm too busy. I don't even see the value of that, but I'll just agree on it, right? So what I do now is if I ask a client, you know, permission, I'll just slow it down and say, you know, is, do you feel it's doable? Can you do this by, you know, by next week or in two weeks? You know, are you able to, are you able to do that? You know, and just really getting an idea of, you know, what's going on up there, mm -hmm. right? And again, making it fun. Mm -hmm. Hey, so if you do that, you know, what do you think you're going to get out of that? Or what, what will be an obstacle in, in that? Right. And I think how we approach it is so important because there might be a book that you think is transformational in that specific area that could be really useful for the client. But, you know, I think, you know, if we, if we just kind of throw it at them and say, well, read this book, it's part of our coaching, right? It wouldn't work for me. And it might work for some people, mm -hmm. but again, we want to also know like what kind of personality our clients have, mm -hmm. right? So game versus shame. You know, it works really well with children. You know, if you just play with them, if you're playful, they, they do almost everything, right? So, um, yeah, that's been really useful for me. Um, all right, so that's anything, anything else to add to, to that? It will be also interesting to see, like, how you guys find it from client's perspective, like being, being a client. I know you mentioned a little bit about that in terms of the morning routine, right? Yeah. I think we need to be like, well, what I find difficult is when, um, well, difficult, but when clients come in and they're already, they're asking for accountability. You know, yeah. I, some of my alarm bells go on, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, I can smell the dependency and that's something I'd like to avoid. You know, so I'm, that's why I'm very, very careful with uh, using accountability in coaching. A uh, client comes in and says, I need you to hold me to account to do this, not by the mere presence of me, not by, like sometimes a client tells me, um, uh, oh, I've been so active in this last three days because I looked at my calendar and I knew I was going to see you. You know, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't agree that this is how we're going to use this. You know, I didn't say, you know, I'm going to check in with you every week on what you've done. The mere presence, the mere existence of the coaching relationship has led to that feeling of accountability. And um, again, it's, it's a little bit difficult. I mean, one part of me is delighted because, you know, lots of actions, lots of things happened um, because I was in her presence, in her sense of awareness, you know, um, but I don't want her to do that for me. I don't want her to make me proud next time we meet and being able to report all of this progress. You know, what I really want is that my client does this because they really want to do this. So the other part of me always feels a little bad when somebody says something like that. You know, and I, I wish I would kind of like, yeah, I want to kind of shift those kind of dynamics. Um, but on the other hand, for many clients, that's actually what they're coming for. And it's fine. 
You know, that's what they want to use the coaching for, to have something in the calendar where they know they're going to have to have done it by that point. You know, a clear deadline, uh, booking in every session in advance, uh, you know, scheduled every couple of weeks apart. Um, that's, that I, I'm kind of okay with that. I'm, I'm, part of me is not, but like, if that's how you want to use the coaching, I don't think there's the, a major harm in there. You know, it's not the kind of dependency that would be very worrying in a therapy uh, patient um, or client uh, relationship where the client is very, very vulnerable potentially. And, you know, the dependency is, is potentially dangerous or risky. You know, most of our clients in coaching, they're generally resourceful and whole. And, you know, there's not really much harm done uh, if they just use the coach as an accountability buddy. Yeah, I mean, I think as a as a as a coach there, based on what you're saying, Yannick, I, I I kind of try and roll with my intuition. You know, I feel like those clients who come in and it 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 emerges fairly soon into the coaching relationship that you know something they might benefit from is more structure and accountability. I, I probably would go further to try and support that and kind of offer that. Whilst with clients, like you said, and it makes me think of a client I, I started coaching with recently it's like if, if there is more that sense that they might become dependent or reliant you kind of try or I personally try and kind of use my intuition with that to kind of try and subtly encourage um more self-reliance and, and more intrinsic motivation rather than dependency so maybe I'll actually withdraw a bit more with a client who feels more dependent and be mm -hmm. involved a bit more with a client who feels like you know they're, they're needing some support to kind of get focused um just another another question that I suddenly remembered in in a, in a great book. I think it's called the, and the next question is. Do you guys know that one? It's just a coaching book of full full of oh, questions. Yes. And it, have Somebody you recommended to me that to me the other day? I heard it's brilliant. It's literally just it. a book of questions to kind of help you in 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 kind of you know think of new questions and new ways of formulating things. But one of them that I really liked that applied to homework was kind of you know how do you think you might benefit from keeping to kind of doing assignments in between sessions? So again, just a good one to help them commit from themselves by understanding, you know, they're already financially investing in the process. How could they get more out of it? For example, through homeworks, you know, if, and if they can kind of connect to that, then that might be a powerful motivator for them to, to do homeworks and to not see them as a burden. Another thing I suppose I try and say is, you know, for many people, maybe school and homework has that kind of negative history. So I'm like, hey, listen, I don't want this to feel like school and like you have to do this homework. This mm -hmm. is like, you know, I'm suggesting things that I think might support you. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. And you can be really honest with me up front. If you don't want to do them, just tell me. And like, you know, I just, I, I don't want you to feel the pressure to feel bad. But, you know, if you want to do them, do them. I think it'd be greatly mm -hmm. helpful. Yeah, and that is super important to be clear about that. And not just to be clear about that in terms of like communicating it clearly, but to make sure that understood it and they really get it, you know, because uh, we can say whatever we want. The client might sit there and if they've committed to something and the next session is coming up and they've had a big block and they haven't done it and they feel bad about it and they don't want to disappoint their coach, you know, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't matter how much we've been clear about, you know, it doesn't matter if you do something or not do something, even though we don't kind of want to say that because it does matter to us. Um, but like they might not want to face the coach, you know, simply because they feel guilty about it. And that can be a really um, critical moment, uh, especially if they cancel a session. 
you know, um, or they, they postpone it or they maybe even don't show up, you mm -hmm. know, um, maybe they say, Oh, I want to take a break all of a sudden. And mm -hmm. we're like, why, why do you want to take a break? Um, and maybe we don't get to have that conversation with them. You know, maybe they email you and say, sorry, I can't make the next session. And also I want to go on hold. Um, maybe they uh, offer a reason about finances or some other situation. And somewhere your intuition tells you, maybe they just haven't done what they said they would do. And mm -hmm. now they, you know, now they feel guilty or they don't want to, you know, they don't want to face the coach who expects them to do all of this stuff because they've been so motivating and cared so passionately about my progress and I haven't done it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think we want to make sure that we communicate you know that where the ownership is and that there are no 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 expectations there you know what's 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 been really useful is for me actually mentioning that that even if you don't do it i want you to commit to coming to these sessions mm -hmm. right and something that um you know that i do has been really transformational for clients is sometimes just getting them to do things in the sessions. You know, I've had people, huh. I've had someone that had a huge block around even just something simple as creating a Facebook group. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, do you want to do like something magical? And she said, yeah. She said she worked four months with another coach on, on just that. And she said, I have so many limiting beliefs and so many blocks around that. It's like, oh, what about we just do it right now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, right? yeah, you mentioned that in the last coaching yeah. lab. It's like you know? doing it within the session. Why don't you do it like right yeah. now? I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've had people do Facebook Lives. And again, just fun things, whether it's even just messaging their partner and, and saying sorry. And I think sometimes, and again, not creating a, a space where they feel like they have to do it, but just really slowing down and asking them if they're willing to do that. And if I notice that someone really wants something, but maybe at the edge of their comfort zone, I'm happy to hold the space there for them and help them, help them go there. It <laughs> doesn't know? sound like slowing down. <laughs> it sounds like doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, so, I, so part, I, I guess part of it is slowing, slowing down. <laughs> yeah, yeah for, me, for me, slowing down is just getting present in the moment, right? Uh -huh. But um, yeah, and, and I think for me also, I've experienced therapy myself and I've experienced coaching. And what's been really useful in terms of coaching is that for me, coaching is, has always been different. And it's not just having the sessions. It's having a coach in my life for six months or for 12 months, mm -hmm. right? And I like it when my coaches reach out to me or surprise me with something. And this is something that, you know, has been really useful for myself. I have the names of all the clients on a whiteboard, right? Mm -hmm. and, and now, I mean, there's like almost 40, 50 of them. So there's, you know, getting creative around that. But actually thinking, well... <laughs> what can I do? You know, how can I check in with them? You know, how can I surprise them? Maybe with a gift, maybe with, you know, a book, maybe just actually checking in and, mm -hmm. you know, where it doesn't feel like accountability, but going beyond what's expected. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, you know, and there's a great book called client astonishment, right. Or customer astonishment. And, and again, that builds the relationship, right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going beyond the, the, the concept of well, what is what is expected from me and again yeah. doing that of course within the boundaries of coaching not to, you know just like 10 p.m checking in and <laughs> randomly you are random. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like <laughs> winky face <laughs> you know i think we want to make sure that of course it's within the boundaries but 
again, I think it's, it's a skill. You know, I've, I've actually said no to someone that was willing to invest 10,000 pounds and said, I need an accountability coach. We had a great coaching session. And at the end, I was like, well, I'm not an accountability coach. Mm-hmm. And then and when we went separate ways. But now if, if someone says, well, I need an accountability coach, I just slow them down and ask them like, well, what's behind that? Mm-hmm. Recently had someone, a great, a great guy that invested a lot in coaching and said, well, my previous coach, you know, didn't really contact me between sessions. And I was really disappointed with that. There was no accountability. And I said, okay, well, what, what would make this really work for you? And, and guess what? I don't actually do much right now, but he's uh, contacting, you know, sending me regular messages on Monday, yeah. Friday, and that's been really useful for him. Yeah. And it's just creating a space where there's a level of accountability for him, but he is doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But there would, like, uh, that, that would be something where, like, well, my coach didn't care about me because we didn't, he didn't check in with me between sessions. You know, that is, that is something where the contracting went wrong. You know, um, mm-hmm. if you ask those kind of questions in the beginning, like how do we work together? What is kind of my style? Because there's plenty of coaches out there who have absolutely no contact between sessions and, yeah. you know, they're doing very powerful work. The accountability does not come from between the sessions. The accountability comes from being in a powerful relationship, but where you only see that person when you agree to speak, you know, which is absolutely reasonable. You know, I, yeah. I don't have kids yet. I can be quite reactive and I quite like to have in-between session contacts um, in those programs where I offer it. Um, but there's programs where, where I charge less and I'm just less available because it's much easier to kind of plan for that. And lots of clients, they don't really need or want to check in with somebody in between sessions. So it's nice to get a surprise. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do believe in that. It's nice if your coach thinks about you and sends you something, an article when they thought about you while they were reading it or just a thought, you know. Um, but you open up a door that you might or might not want to open. You know, and this mm-hmm. is where it's so important as a coach to think about accountability and how to work with it. And um, I mean, any coach, if you know a therapist, have a have a have a conversation with them about accountability because usually in their training, uh, they think a lot about dependency and accountability and these kind of issues and how they might affect uh, the practitioner-client relationship. Um, so it, that'll be an interesting conversation to have. If you know anybody, um, I, I can recommend that. Mm. nice cool well lots of questions some answers um i think it's a good time to to leave it at that if if you guys have any more more questions around this or any comments uh, we'd love obviously love to know how you work with accountability any stories that you have of being a client or a coach uh, obviously within the confines of uh, confidentiality uh, we'd love to hear it so if you want to leave us a comment or drop us an email um, we'd love to hear about it hey everybody If you found this conversation helpful for you and your coaching practice, then there's a couple of ways that you can support the podcast and stay up to date with future episodes. Obviously, you can subscribe on here on YouTube if that's your jam. If you want to get it straight into your inbox, never miss an episode, uh, there's a link in the description to can sign up for our mailing list. You can uh, leave us a review or follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and uh, come join us on Facebook. Um, we'll get the conversation going there. Uh, obviously, leave us a comment. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. And uh, any way you choose to do that, uh, tell a friend, whatever you want to do. We really appreciate it and we hope you get a lot out of it. So see you next time. Thank you.